morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, March 8th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We have been talking about the last words of Jesus as he was on the cross. And we will look at a passage from John's Gospel today. But before we begin, let's have a moment of prayer. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, on this Monday, as we look forward to the week and all the things it holds, May we remember that we are your beloved children, and every person we interact with is your beloved child also. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage is from the 19th chapter of John, verses 25 through 27. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, in this uh, scripture, Jesus essentially creates a new family between the beloved disciple and Jesus's mother. Uh, Why was this important? What was family life like in first century antiquity? So family life in first century antiquity is all about bloodlines, right? And about having a relation and responsibility based on the family that you're born into. Mm -hmm. This is significant because of who they are. Jesus' mother in John's gospel is one of the first people to recognize him as divine, the wedding at Cana. She's Mm -hmm. one of the first that says, you know, do whatever he tells you. Um, The beloved disciple is someone who has been the closest to Jesus and followed him the most closely. And so I feel like what he's doing here, Jesus is saying, you who believe in me, Hmm. you know who I am, You're, you're family now you have this responsibility for each other, this care for each other. And so I think it is a model really for what the church is supposed to be and the kind of relationships we're supposed to have. Like when we say, you know, um, that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not a metaphor. It's actually that we are brothers and sisters and we are supposed to care and love for each other as brothers and sisters. Yeah. What do you think when you read this passage? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that you say, you know, you who believe in me, because as we, we, we talked about this passage earlier, and, and, you, and you had mentioned, you know, it would be right and proper when the mother becomes a widow, the oldest son takes care of her. And when the oldest son dies, the next brother takes care of her. That's not what's happening in Jesus' family. He has brothers. We, we know that. Um, so perhaps uh, there was a lack of belief in his immediate family. And so Jesus does create kind of this new family uh, honoring honoring the law of honor your father and mother. That doesn't just mean, you know, 
sometimes sometimes uh, as parents we boil that down to just like obey me, <laughs> right? But, but honoring is 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 far greater than that. Take care of of your father and mother, uh, and sometimes I think we're not great at that as an American society of of, of caring for right. our mother and father. Uh, when it becomes really inconvenient, right? Yes, and I think those of us who have or have had aging parents know that caring for someone in that way is a burden. Yes. Um, He is asking, telling the beloved disciple that he will have to support and care for um, Mary as if she were his own mother. That's not an easy thing to do. And I also think that sometimes we read this and we think that Jesus is making a statement about what's better the family of faith or a family of origin. And I don't think that's what he's saying. Mm -hmm. I think he is, you know, our belief in Jesus Christ, in who he is and his hold on our lives, it is a belief, but it's also an ethic. It's a way of living our lives and living into the kingdom of God. And so in order to form a new family with people who have that belief, Jesus is saying, Right, we, we won't survive outside of having a family of faith. We mm-hmm. won't. And so we are to be this thing together. I think that we're still supposed to completely honor as best we can those who are our family of origin yeah. or of blood. But there is something about we are, as believers, we belong to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we like it or not. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, it's it's very reciprocal that that Jesus draws. He says, you know, not only to the beloved disciple that this is your mother, but to uh, but to Mary, this is your son. So it's not just you know you're going to have to take on this burden of, of caring for her, but you know this is your son. Love them in a way uh, that that you love your son, and and that is work as well to yes. to to love to love someone. Um, to love someone deeply as, as part of your family. Jesus is creating this uh, family of faith of stepping outside. This is kind of, I feel, the beginning of the expansion of, of the faith and that it's, you know, and that it was the Israelite people and this chosen people. And as we know in Acts, we're going to reach out to the Gentiles and it becomes this expansive, expansive faith. And this is the first step in this, that the expansive faith and expansive love of a community is not just your bloodline who cares for you, but who you choose to care for. Yes. And I, we sell ourselves short so many times because we have made love an emotion, sure. right? Or a sentiment. Mm-hmm. But if you think of it in terms of being a parent or being a child, love is work. And I have said this all the time, but I had a professor who said, you know, you do not have to like everyone you preach to, but you do have to love them. And I think I would stretch that to, you do not have to like everyone in the church, but you do have to love them. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you, Tara. When we talked earlier, you were going to find out um, how many women this was, because the text is confusing. Uh, yep. Did you find that out in your research? So the way the Greek is written... It is hard to tell what modifies what. Uh So most read it as three people. Mary, the mother of Jesus, his mother's sister, Mary, who is the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Um, A few translated as four people, meaning Jesus' mother, his sister, and then another Mary who's wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. So um, as you know from having to take Greek in seminary, it is really hard to find out um, what modifies what. There's no punctuation, so it's, it's uh, a toss-up. 
was really hoping you would answer that question for I me. I will <laughs> say that 75% of the translations translated as only three people. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. That's helpful for me. <laughs> All right. In closing, um, I have a quote from the church reformer, Martin Luther. What you do in your house is worth as much as if you did it up in heaven for our Lord God. We should accustom ourselves to think of our position and work as sacred and well-pleasing to God, not on account of the position and work, but on account of the word and faith from which the obedience and the work flow. Hmm. Thank you all for being with us on this Monday. We will be back on Wednesday. If you enjoyed the quote from today, you can go to rocketcitylift.com where it is posted. Now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.